0: Welcome everyone from claiming your confidence. I'm Katrina Blowers and this one is a solo episode with me. I had such a wonderful reaction from you guys, the last solo episode that I did, that I'm going to sneak a few more in to this season. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to be talking today about the top 10 game-changing books that have helped me with my confidence journey over the last year or so. So hopefully you've got a bit of downtime and you can add them to your summer rating list. Hi, I'm Katrina Blowers, and you're listening to Claiming Your Confidence, conversations where we pull back the curtain on what it takes to live your most confident life. I'm a journalist and TV newsreader, and I've been in the fire and come out the other side. I had a panic attack live on television, (laughs) yep, a few years ago. And the funny thing is, of the hundreds, possibly even thousands of people I've interviewed over the years, Confidence isn't something any one of them was born with. So what separates those who refuse to let that self-doubt hold them back? Let's find out. Well, hello everyone. The topic for this episode came about after a number of requests from you guys asking me for book recommendations to help with confidence, putting yourself out there, overcoming imposter syndrome. Is it just me or... Have we been talking about imposter syndrome so much more over the last 12 months than ever before? Maybe it's just been on my radar, but I don't think I've ever heard that expression more than I've heard it in the last year. Or just even a bit of inspiration to either come up with some new goals or to rekindle your enthusiasm for achieving the ones that you might have written down on a list and never got the motivation or the self-belief to tick them off. Now reading is a huge part of my life and a big part of getting my mindset right for how I tackle hard things. I know a lot of people are probably. Listening to this, thinking I don't have time to read, or I've got kids and a job and a million things to do, and I just can't carve out any space in my life to finish a page, let alone a whole book. So, I'm going to share with you, first of all, before I get into that top 10 list, just a couple of strategies on how I make space in my life to read books. I probably now get through a book about every two to three weeks. I used to think that the only time that I had was reading at night, after the house was tidy and the kids were asleep. So I'd read in bed last thing, And not surprisingly, I would barely make it through even a page before I fell asleep myself. So that pile of books that I wanted to get through began to get higher and higher on my bedside table, collecting dust and taunting me and making me feel like a bit of a failure. And then about two years ago, I decided to flip that on its head and carve out time for reading in the morning instead. For those that don't know, I used to work in breakfast radio, I did that job for about nine years getting up at three o'clock in the morning. So, That has changed me for better or for worse into a morning person where I'm now at my absolute best in the morning. But you can train yourself to be a morning person because I did. My job, I had no other choice but to get up first thing in the morning. I used to be a night owl, uh, but having to get up and be in the studio, bright eyed and bushy tailed at that time of the morning, every single day for nine years. I conditioned myself, and <laughs> now I get up at five thirty most mornings. First thing I do after I get out of bed is I have a drink of water, I meditate for twenty minutes. I make a coffee because coffee is very important on my list of priorities, and then I sit and read for about fifteen to twenty minutes. I set a timer on my phone so I don't get distracted or um, get tempted to do something else like check my email or social media. Uh, I also squeeze in books in other ways by listening to audio books in the car or when I'm walking, but I find that the information from an actual physical book sticks more. Um, the way that I love to read books is I have a highlighter pen and highlight the sections that jump out at me, and then after I finish the book, I'll flick through and reread those highlighted sections again. Anyway, that works for me. But if you are like a diehard night owl, reading books at night might work for you instead. But for me, I was sometimes finishing books and not having any clue of what I just read because I was totally half asleep whenever I was reading Um, I'll share with you too a story about a bunch of guys at my work who started a challenge where this was before Christmas. They gave up drinking alcohol, they ate clean, they exercised twice a day for this 90-day challenge. And part of that challenge also included reading 10 pages of a non-fiction book every single day. And 10 pages doesn't really sound like much. It's a good kind of bite sized chunk and a manageable chunk probably will take you depending on how fast you read like 10 15 minutes of your day um, but what was extraordinary was the difference in these guys and you know usually because these guys are camera cameramen so usually we go out to do a news story and when they'd be waiting for me in the car they would be scrolling on their phones but instead of doing that they were actually sitting there reading books instead And that would kick off conversations between us of what they were reading and what they had learned. And um, it was just amazing to see, you know, the expansiveness that that brought to their life. So for me, reading is like having a private mentoring session with that author every day. They are usually people who are further along the path than me in some way and are sharing their learnings of what they've done to get to where they are or what they would do differently if they were looking back at their life or at that challenge or problem that they've overcome. And it blows my mind that for around $15, $20, you get so much knowledge and wisdom. And these books that I'm about to share with you have really helped me in my confidence journey over the last 12 months and have pushed the needle forward in an area of my life that I wanted to work on. I often get a couple of really amazing, game-changing ideas from each book. But even if you only get one idea or one shift in the way that you see the world, I think the time you've invested in reading that book is totally worth it. I will be sharing this full top 10 list on my Instagram over at Claiming Your Confidence. That's all one word, at Claiming Your Confidence. So jump over there and give me a follow if you're not following me already. And don't feel stressed while you're listening to this. If you're in the car or you're out walking and you can't write it down, you can go back and look at it later. I'll put that whole list up on Instagram and also on my website, which is Katrina Blowers, Blowers is spelt like flowers with a B instead of an F, katrinablowers.com, and you can hit the podcast tab and it'll all be there. All right, let's get into it. So number one on my list of game changing reads over the last year is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Now, Viktor Frankl was a professor of neurology and psychiatry, and he spent three years in Auschwitz and other concentration camps during World War II. I put off reading this book for ages, even though so many people had told me what a great book it was, because I thought it would be super heavy, depressing, and I just felt quite anxious about reading something, I guess, that was set in a concentration camp. Uh, I usually try and lift, you know, read things that are quite uplifting. So I, I wrongly thought that this book wasn't for me. Frankel uses his experiences during the Holocaust to unravel the meaning of life, particularly in a space where it seems like all meaning has been lost. He believes that meaning comes from three things purposeful work, love, And courage in the face of difficulty. He also demonstrates over and over again with stories about other prisoners of war how every single thing can be taken from you except. For one thing, the last of the human freedoms, and that is to choose your attitude in any given set of circumstances and to choose your own way. It's that whole idea of how you may not be able to control what happens to you, but you can choose how you respond and how you choose to frame that experience in your mind. There are so many beautiful passages in this book that will inspire you if you're going through a tough time or if you are searching for greater meaning and purpose in your own life, from the power of applying humor to tough situations to the power of love. So that book, more than any other in the last 12 months, just blew me away. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, an absolute must read, and despite the The circumstances and the settings, it is so positive, uplifting, and inspiring. Okay, the second book that had a huge impact on me over the last year was Shoe Dog, which is a memoir by the creator of Nike, Phil Knight. This is an absolute page turner. It is funny, suspenseful, so well written and shows how the path to success is never straight but usually one step forward, ten steps back and a tonne of detours. If you have ever dreamed a big dream or you're just wanting inspiration to take an idea and run with it, then this book is for you. Knight's philosophy is that life is a game, which I love because that opens the door for a playful attitude and for us, I guess, not to get so stressed out when things don't turn out right. And that's how he chooses to look at setbacks, not so much as doors slam shut, but as opportunity to look for windows to climb through instead. Unbelievably, given where Nike is now and where Phil Knight, you know, I think he's you know a billionaire several times over. He had so many setbacks on his business journey. It's actually hard to believe he ever got it off the ground. His is an incredible story of not so much faking it till you make it, but acting as if. He chose early on to believe with all of his heart in his big audacious idea, no matter what reality was telling him. And that belief sustained him into creating the world's uh, one of the world's most iconic brands. I love this book so much. If you haven't read it, put it on the list, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Number three on my list of game-changing reads is The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. Now, one of the goals that I had over the past year was to increase my confidence around finances and money. I have read a lot of books about manifesting abundance and overcoming your money blocks and rewriting your money story. And... Look, I found them helpful, but none of them really stuck with me. But this book, The Soul of Money, blew them all out of the water because it's something completely different. Lynn is a global activist and a fundraiser, and she's raised hundreds of millions of dollars for charity, including uh, most notably The Hunger Project. I first heard about this book when I was reading uh, a book by Brene Brown and she referenced it and it kind of piqued my curiosity. And so I looked it up and then I ordered it immediately. And through personal stories and practical advice, Lynn demonstrates how we can replace feelings of scarcity, guilt and burden with experiences of sufficiency, freedom and purpose she doesn't just talk about prosperity and how to get it, but she teaches how to be good stewards with what we already have. And most importantly, how we usually have absolutely everything we already need within ourselves. So one of the first things that we usually think about is, I didn't get enough sleep. You know, as soon as we wake up in the morning, we're thinking about I didn't get enough sleep. Um, I'm I've got so much to do today and not enough time. So Lynn's demonstrating through that story about how quickly our minds revert to that scarcity setting. And whether true or not, that thought of not enough occurs to us automatically before we even think to question or examine it. So instead you've got to flip the script on a lot of those not enough stories. And I've been telling myself a lot of those not enough stories, not just about money, but also about confidence. I highly recommend this book. It is an easy read and it is so, so good if you're wanting to change your mindset about finances or about anything in your life. That book again is called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. Number four is a book by a good friend of mine, Felicity Harley, Balance and Other B.S., How to Hold It Together When You're Doing It All. Even though Felicity is a great friend of mine, I think anyone reading this book would feel as though they are having a chat with an amazing group of friends about all the modern problems we face in life. Overwhelmed juggling work, relationships, friendships, parenthood, side hustles, and the impact that all of that has not just on our mental health, but also our confidence. Felicity calls out the bullshit on the wellness industry, you know that whole like everything can be fixed with self-care (laughs) Sunday and she shows us through the latest research and amazing interviews with people like Taria Pitt, Fifi Box and Zoe Foster Blake how to find some clarity in the chaos and claw back some empowerment in our wonderfully messy lives. I loved this book, I was nodding and saying me too, as I turned every page. And it gave me the confidence to stop beating up on myself so much for feeling like I didn't have it together all the time. I have gifted this book to so many friends and they have loved it too. That is Balance and Other BS by Felicity Harley. She was also a guest on this podcast back on episode eight. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I highly recommend you do. Number five on my game-changing books list is Personality Isn't Permanent by Benjamin Hardy. Hardy writes about the idea that personality isn't a fixed thing and it should come from your goals. Your goals shouldn't come from your personality. Your personality is fluid and something that you can design and discover and this flies in the face of a lot of other popular ideas that say we're born hardwired with certain tendency, an idea that's really pushed forward by a lot of those personality tests you might have had to do at work or for job interviews. I love this book when it comes to building more confidence, because if you want to become a more confident person or put yourself out there more, Hardy shows us how we can intentionally create our desired future self through science-based strategies. And he tells some really amazing stories about intentional self-transformation, such as a woman called Vanessa O'Brien who quit her corporate job and set the Guinness World Record for a woman climbing the highest peak on every continent in the fastest time, or a man who served a 14-year prison sentence and then decided that he wanted to go to Harvard and he became a Harvard Fellow. So, He shows you how in this book to redesign your whole environment so that you can pull yourself towards your future self rather than staying stuck in the past and how to become confident enough to define your own life's purpose. You can tell I really love this book. That is Personality Isn't Permanent by Benjamin Hardy. Number six was a really big surprise for me because if it hadn't been recommended to me by my friend Merrick Watts, who I interviewed for the podcast back in episode three and who then went on to win SAS Australia on uh, the Seven Network which is the network that I work for, I doubt this book would have even come up on my radar. But I loved The Commando Way by Bram Connolly so much, I ended up hitting him up to also be a guest on this podcast. And his episode is epic. So go and listen to that one at episode number 12, if you haven't already. Bram was a special forces commander and he distills the lessons he learned from being on the front line of battlegrounds in Afghanistan, Iraq and Somalia into everyday practical learnings that you can apply to your life even if you are never going to be on a battleground. I ripped through this book in two days and I practically highlighted everything in it. He talks about life being a series of yes or no choices, like, yes, I'll have that extra glass of wine. No, I won't have that donut. Yes, I'll put my clothes for the gym out the night before. And Bram also has this awesome philosophy that I think about a lot, which he calls embrace the suck, where even if you are forced into shitty situations, because let's face it, life isn't all unicorns and rainbows, you get to choose how you react to them, which is the same philosophy that Viktor Frankl talks about in that book, Man's Search for Meaning. So Bram even makes it into a game, like if he has to get up really early to go to work or To do some exercise, he's like, Woohoo, how amazing is this? I'm so pumped to be getting up at three in the morning, and it's so amazing to be trekking through the mud. (laughs) And, you know, when he has to give speeches in front of people, he's like, This is incredible. I'm so lucky to be able to give a presentation in front of 300 people I don't know. And that kind of shifts the emotional headspace you're in to, to one of humor. And I guess excitement instead of negativity and fear. Look, it is a hugely inspiring read about personal leadership, resilience, and success. And I highly recommend you check it out. That is The Commando Way by Bram Connolly. Number seven on my game changing reading list is another inspiring Australian who I've interviewed for this podcast and her episode will be coming out in the next few weeks. And she is Pauline Wen, and her book is The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur. If you live in Sydney, you may have even eaten at Pauline's iconic Vietnamese restaurant, Red Lantern. And her book won an Australian Business Book Award And in it, she reveals the seven secrets to becoming fearless, stress-free and unshakable in business and in life. I've got to say, even though this book has entrepreneur in the title, it is an incredible read, even if you're not a business owner or an entrepreneur. Pauline has this amazing practice that she calls Calm Courage and she outlines how you can tap into that to discover the source of your own confidence, inspiration and fulfillment. And if you are into the idea of manifesting or you'd just like to learn a little bit more about it, Pauline in this book provides the absolute best description I have ever read of how you can tap into that, going into quite a high level of detail of the quantum physics behind it. So that is The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur by Pauline Wen, spelt N-G-U-Y-E-N, and keep an eye out for her episode on the podcast coming up soon. All right, we're getting to the end of the list. Number eight is one for anyone who's listening who would love some practical strategies they can put into action on the spot when they're doing public speaking. And this is the number one question I get asked is, all right, I'm feeling confident. I've said yes to this speaking thing. You know, I've rehearsed it. I've gotten to the right mindset. But what happens when I actually get up on stage and I feel like I'm just about to go into a full angle anxiety meltdown. Well, I recommend you read this book called Presence by Amy Cuddy. C-U-D-D-Y. And you might know Amy's name from her TED talk that's been watched by millions of people where she demonstrates the power poses, that kind of Wonder Woman stance, which side note, I use and they really do work. In her book, Amy goes into the science of body language and the body language and poses that we can bring when we face our biggest challenges and how we can learn to flourish during those stressful moments that terrifies us this is so so good and a must read for anyone struggling with anxiety or dread around putting themselves out there and who wants a bit of science as well rather than um you know the the whole it's the whole woo-woo thing that i guess a lot of other books in a similar vein go into this one is 100 backed by science that book title again is presence by amy cuddy Number nine is Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. So if you want to build better habits like reading every day, James will show you how through methods like habit stacking, which is when you take a habit that you already have, like for me, it was making my morning coffee. You put another habit, like a new habit with your old habit. So for me, I sat and drank my coffee anyway. So then I added the new habit of reading in the morning with that cup of coffee. And you are so much more likely to stick to the new habit if you stack it with a habit that you already have. And Clear is one of the world's leading experts on habit formation. And he has so many more practical strategies on how to form good habits, break bad ones, and master those tiny behaviors that over time lead to really big results. I believe that confidence is a habit too. And I've used the steps in this book to work on my confidence every day. I initially started listening to the audiobook for this one, and I loved it so much. I bought the paperback version as well. So Atomic Habits by James Clear. And finally, number 10 on my list of game-changing books that I've read in the last 12 months is Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by David R. Hawkins. Hawkins believes that what we are and what we believe is constantly creating the reality we experience. We magnetize people and situations that mirror us. In other words, we create the life we believe we deserve. And have a think about what that might mean for you when it comes to confidence. A big thing I've learned this year. This uh past 2020 is that the confidence journey isn't linear. I've had way more wobbly moments, I guess, than I was expecting to this year, where I just found myself feeling flat or having some self-destructive thoughts. And at first it really got me down because I was like, I can't believe I am thinking this way when I've made so much progress. Why am I letting that little thing get to me? And why am I reacting like this? So Hawkins is a psychiatrist and his letting go technique has really helped me find a way to process those negative emotions when they come up rather than trying to kill them with positive thinking or worse still, sweeping them under the rug and pretending that they're not there. So Letting Go goes through different stages of being from depression to guilt and on to courage and love in a really easy, understandable way. This is worth a read if you are interested in personal development or you've struggled for a long time with anything from anger or shame. Uh, it shows you how to embrace your shadow or the things that you might not like about yourself and recognize when you're projecting them onto others and also which has been really helpful to me how to face up to your fears. Uh, Such a good book for anyone wanting to rewrite their stories that they've been telling themselves and also some practical tools for overcoming stress. That book again is Letting Go by David R. Hawkins Now, as I said, I will be putting this full top 10 list up on my Instagram over at Claiming Your Confidence and also on my website, katrinablowers.com. You can click on the podcast tab for the show notes for this episode and print it out or save it uh, when you do your next shop for books online or in a physical store. And I hope this list really inspires you. These are books that have hugely helped me over the last year, which, as I mentioned, has been a challenging one, and I hope that they help you too. You can DM me on my Claiming Your Confidence page or over at my personal Instagram, Katrina Blowers, if any of these resonated with you, or if you've read any of them, or even if you don't agree with what I've just said, I'd love to hear your take on that. And I would love it if you could recommend some other books that I could read that might have moved the needle forward for you in some way over the last few years as well. Thank you so much for listening. I feel like I've been talking for a while, (laughs) which I know is not true, but with these solo episodes, it is uh, a, a different thing for me to sit and talk to you through a microphone without having a guest so if you've gotten this far i'm super grateful and um, reach out to me and let me know what's resonated for you in this episode and if there's anything that you'd like me to do a solo episode on too i'd love your suggestions happy reading everyone until next time stay safe and stay well Stay connected by following Claiming Your Confidence or me, Katrina Blowers, on Instagram. For more information on this or other episodes, head to katrinablowers.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app and make sure you share it with anyone you think would benefit from a confidence pick-me-up. Claiming Your Confidence is created and produced by me, Katrina Blowers, audio thanks to six podcast productions. I hope you're having a great week. Thank you for listening to Claiming Your Confidence.